You're listening to SBS News. A majority of United Nations member states support an immediate and lasting ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. After the United States vetoed a proposed Security Council demand for an immediate ceasefire last week, a dozen Security Council envoys attended a trip organized by the United Arab Emirates to visit Rafah. Russia's permanent representative to the UN, Vasily Nebenzia, comments on the experience. It's one time to see it. It's, it's worth 10 briefings. When you see it with your own eyes, when you visit the hospital, when you, when you see how the humanitarian assistance is being, is being uh, basically, basically prohibited to enter, to enter Gaza despite, despite the catastrophic situation, dire situation of, of the Palestinian people in the, in the Strip. This comes after Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that thousands of people in Gaza were simply starving. The United Nations General Assembly is expected to meet today at the request of Arab and Muslim states and is likely to vote on a draft resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire. Another humanitarian concern is raised after reports that Israel deployed white phosphorus munitions during an October incident in southern Lebanon. White phosphorus can be used by armies to light up a battlefield or hide troops behind a smokescreen. However, as it burns fiercely in contact with air, it can also be hazardous to people and is supposed to be used away from civilian populations. Since the white phosphorus has been provided to Israel by the United States, it prompted a response by White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. We've seen the reports, uh, certainly uh, concerned about that. Um, We'll be asking uh, questions to try to learn a little bit more. I do think it's important to remind that white phosphorus does have a legitimate military uh, utility in terms of illumination and producing smoke to conceal movements. Um, And obviously, any time that we provide items like white phosphorus to another military, it is with the full expectation that it will be used uh, in keeping with those legitimate purposes and uh, and in keeping with the law of armed conflict. But we've seen these reports. they're, They're fresh just don't have any more on it right now. According to the Hamas-controlled Health Ministry of Gaza, Israeli operations have killed more than 17,700 Palestinians, around two-thirds of them women and children, and about 90% of Gaza's 2.3 million people have been displaced, with UN agencies saying there is no safe place to flee. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller raised the question about what Israel should do to reduce the impact on Gaza's population. We think there are more things that Israel can do to minimize civilian harm. The Secretary talked about some of those week- this weekend. We think there needs to be more predictability in the South for when humanitarian pauses can take, take place. Uh, we need, there needs to be more predict- predictability in terms of the corridors that humanitarian that that civilians could use to get themselves out of harm's way and in designated time periods when those are protected, there needs to be more predictability in those same corridors so aid can come in. Israel says 97 of its soldiers have died in its ground offensive and that the raid by Hamas in early October killed 1,200 people, mostly civilians, and saw 240 taken as hostages. Israel's army says its operation is legal, as said by its spokesman, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari. 
Regarding the issue of phosphorus activated in Lebanon, we are operating in one clear way, legally, and according to international law. This is how we operate, this is how we exert force both in the north and in the south, and this is how we will continue to operate. Julien Heuillet, SBS News. Thank <laughs> you.